0: Ron Van Dam, he's classy, sassy, and a little bit brassy. (laughs) You thought I was going to put gassy in there, didn't you? Well, you know, it wouldn't be wrong, but let's just leave that for now. You're listening to The Ron Van Dam Show on New England Broadcasting.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's the Ron Van Damme Show. Oh
2: my God,
3: what do you Hold want?
1: Hold on tight, things can get a bit weird, if you like that sort of thing.
3: What do you want from me? What is this, February? It's like February. Whew. Time to take the Christmas tree down. I was, uh, I was driving around last night coming home from something I don't remember, and I saw a couple of houses with the, uh, the Christmas lights on. <laughs> they still have the Christmas lights on their house in the bush. There's like a couple of bushes, and they put some lights in them. And they were lit up (laughs) as if it's still Christmas. And I felt like getting out of my car, pulling up into their driveway, knocking on their front door. They come to the front door and say, hey, you know, your Christmas lights are still on. And they'd probably say to me, oh, thank you. Do you like them? No, you don't understand. All right, you know, retailers are all messed up <laughs> because, because Sunday was Super Bowl Sunday, right? Well, it wasn't Super Bowl Tuesday. It was Super Bowl Sunday, and the, so they had to sell all their Super Bowl stuff. You know, everything was Super Bowl cakes and Super Bowl pies and Super Bowl pants and Super Bowl parties and Super Bowl food and Super Super Bowl food and Super Bowl Super Bowl everything. And then just two days later, now they have to retail Valentine's Day. Now it's Valentine's Day this and Valentine's Day that and get the serve and we're selling the flowers and we got this and we got the Valentine's Day specials two day after the Super Bowl special. They're all messed up. They're trying to sell cars. It's a Super Bowl Sunday special on on cars, on Ford trucks. Now, two days later, it's a Super Bowl. No, no, it's a Valentine's Day. Oh, my God, I don't know what it is. And now next Monday is another freaking holiday. Oh, come on, stop it. They're coming at me like gangbusters here. Put the holiday thing to bed for a while. Will you please stop it with the holidays? Next Monday is uh, President's Day. Oh, no, no, not that one. Another one for which I have to go to church. Three holidays in a row where there's no church involved. Ooh, what's going on with us? (sighs) Yeah, huh? Although football, a little bit of church, you know, when a uh, when a football player scores a touchdown, they look up to the sky and say thank you Jesus, because the sky is where where Jesus lives. By the way, um, yeah, they point up. Well, they don't point down. I'll tell you that. So I uh, so yeah, President's Day. I'm not into President's Day anymore. I used to be. Then I found out a lot of the presidents were assholes. And uh, the one that begins with a T and ends with a P and has a rum in between ruined it for everybody. Now when I think of President's Day, it's, oh, he shouldn't be included in that, shitty. Well, he was president for like a couple of years. Yeah, but that, that shouldn't qualify him. For now on, uh, we don't do President's Day unless you actually... Uh, did eight years. Other than that, no, no, no. Sorry. Um, if you if you were voted out after four years and you hadn't died, uh, that means you did something wrong. That's it's all it could mean. So that it ruined that day for me. So now I can't do that one. I gotta go get a President's Day cake. I don't know. I think I have to. Uh, kneel down and genuflect in front of uh, Mount Rushmore. I think that's how that works. Mm-mm. Anyway, holidays, holidays. kids have okay. it's winter recess, it's it's fall recess, it's spring recess. it's it's ever it's recess recess, it's recessive recess, it's depressive recess. Let me ask you something. When do kids go to school? Can you name a day when kids actually go to school? Because every day's a holiday. And some of those holidays spawn entire weeks off. Come on, kids. I mean, not that you learn anything in school anyway. I get it. But still. If I had to go to school all the time, so do you. This has nothing to do with education at all to me. This only has to do with if I went through it, you're going to go through it. That would make it fair. That's all it is to me. Uh, <laughs> well, wrong. Kids have to learn how to spell. All right. I can teach them. I can teach them how to spell every word when it comes up. You know, the funniest thing in the world... Well, not in the whole world. Maybe the funniest thing in my head is, is when uh, parents figure that their kids are too young to spell, that they're only like three years old or something. So in order to use code so the child doesn't hear what you're saying, you spell the word out. <laughs> that is so funny to watch. It's the funniest thing to watch ever. Uh, dear, uh, once we put, um, you know who to bed and she's standing right there, the little, uh, three-year-old daughter is standing right there, uh, before we put, uh, you know who to bed, um, yes, I know, dear, I know, dear, yes, before we put, uh, the, the little, yeah, I'll get you candy in just a second, we're gonna get you candy, we're gonna go go, go
2: we're going go, go get, get you candy,
3: uh, before we put, uh, her to bed, um, uh, I'm looking forward to our S E X adventure later tonight. If you know what I mean, <laughs> cause the girl, go- the girl, does, she, first of all, she doesn't know what sex is, but if she did, uh, she'd know what she said because she can't spell sex. So she didn't know what you just spelled. That's the funniest thing to me, because when you get to more complicated words, then uh, even the adults don't even know what you said because they don't know how to spell it either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I can't wait to go uh, down uh, to our, oh, we're going to have a wonderful vacation in the B-A-H-A-M-A-C-T. What did you just spell? Bahamas, right? You didn't spell Bahamas. (sighs) You know, if if, uh, the child who's standing here is good, we might just do a trip to D-I-S-E-N-Y-W-O-L-D. What what Dyson Wold? What what what? uh, I'll tell you what. Why don't you and uh, and little Susan uh, sit here? I'm going to go get some uh, some sandwiches down the street at the D E L I C O T I N. Uh, What? That's not how you spell delicatessen. Oh, you just said the word out loud. Now she knows I'm going to the delicatessen. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Bob, yes, Bobby, we're going to go, we're going to go, yes, we are going to go, Yeah, Bobby, we're going to go. Just sit down on the couch, Bobby, we're going to go in just a second. Where are we going? I thought I would take uh, little Bobby to get some I-C-E-C-R-O-M-E. Uh, That's so funny to me, so funny to me. Because adults can't spell the words either, really. (laughs) We do baby talk. Oh, my God. Grown people doing baby talk because they think that's how you communicate to a young thing. By going down to their level and talking like what you think they talk like. (laughs) when the kids are looking at you and go why are you talking like that daddy that's that's so fucked up did you just say it was fucked up and you're only 3 years old oh i'm sorry it's so F-U-C-K-E. you even knows how to spell it oh uh, man uh, yeah it's kind of it's kind of odd to see a grown person do baby talk, you know,
2: uh, hello, hello, Susan, how are you doing today?
3: You're not supposed to talk like that. You're, you're an adult. You don't do that. Sometimes we do baby talk to, to our spouses or our girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever combination of sexes you use to have a relationship. Sometimes we talk baby talk to from one adult to another because we think it's cute. <clears throat> yeah, both men and women do this. That's also very
2: annoying. You're just the cutest little, you're the cutest woman I've ever met, sweetie pie.
3: Why are you talking to me like that? I'm, I'm like 53 years old.
2: You're the cutest 53 I've ever seen. It's very,
3: very bizarre. Someone's mentally unbalanced in that relationship. Uh, It's cute if that's what you want to do. What the hell do I care? Just don't ever do it in front of me
2: because it's just
3: weird. I have a very interesting guest coming up a little bit later in the program. I hope,
2: I hope you're going to enjoy the guest. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful
3: guest. I hope you will enjoy. It's funny how we relate to each other. I mean, what if you were in business? Can you can you believe? What, what if Elon Musk all of a sudden started doing baby talk to uh, his employees because he thinks that they would appreciate it? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to uh, be announcing a, uh, a launch to Mars in our SpaceX uh, retrieving capsule. And uh, we're going to do this on, let's see, when should we do this? We're, uh, we're scheduling it, uh, according to my team, we'll be scheduling the SpaceX launch for uh, Thursday, April 27th.
2: And it's going to be really, really, really fantastic. We're going to go to Mars and we're going to have a good time and we're going to land a capsule on the planet.
3: Although I believe Elon Musk probably does talk like that to his employees. I really don't know.
2: I don't know. I'm going to buy Twitter so everybody can be on Twitter. All right. Uh,
3: you know, everybody's talking about these objects in the sky.
2: Uh,
3: it, it's You know, it's a little bit exciting in the sense that the White House and the Pentagon uh, are saying uh, that... The, these objects—they uh, don't know if they're weather balloons or whether they're spy satellites. These little things floating in the sky, uh, but they can tell you it's—it's uh, it's not alien spacecraft. And and uh, and then the the uh, the Pentagon general, whatever you call the person, the Pentagon said, "Well, we're ruling nothing out." All of a sudden, it's like, whoa, this is cool. (laughs) This is cool. You mean like maybe there's really like when people looked up and like saw these things like in the sky, that maybe like they're really flying saucers from alien spacecrafts. (sighs) That would cause some problems, wouldn't it? You 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 think you're a little nervous about the Chinese spying on us? What if it's somebody from another galaxy? Be a little bit more hard to handle, I have a feeling. Ah, we'll just shoot him down What the hell. That's weird, huh? All of a sudden, these uh, conspiracy people are going crazy. Like, well, they, they didn't rule it out, which means they know something that we don't know. That's always that's always the conspiracy. They know something we don't know, but they won't tell us. Wow, okay. That's something you say when you're five years old and your parents are doing something
2: in the room and you don't know what they're doing. I mean, this is like, I, oh, no. Uh, they know more than they. They know more than they could telling us. They are alien spacecraft and I can prove it. All right, stop. And hey, would you rather little cute, cute little, cute little aliens? They are so cute. All right, stop it. Uh,
3: yeah, I mean be exciting if it was real aliens, you know, and they just shot them down and they went, "Oh, it's no problem. We got another one. We got another spaceship. Send another one. Sp- send another spaceship in, Joe. They just shot that one down." I don't know. I don't know how aliens name themselves. I don't think it's Joe. I think the names are a bit more exotic. Like Plutonium 1, something like that. I don't think it's Joe or Bob. Wouldn't that be interesting? This gigantic spaceship lands in the, uh, at area 51, 52, 53. You, you take your choice for the area. And, uh, these aliens come out, these skinny, long aliens with no necks. And they, and they, and they come down. I am, my name is, uh, is Spencer. Um, and this is my co-pilot. Uh, we're from another galaxy. This is Skip. And, uh, Bob's still in the ship. Bob's still in the ship, but that's Bob up there. Wave to him, Bob. That's Bob up there, you know, on the top of the ship there in that bubble. That's Bob. I don't think it's. I don't think they named. Them. I don't think so. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. Everybody's talking about these uh, things in the sky. You know?
2: Yeah. Ooh.
3: There could be weather balloons, but probably not. But uh, Because I think we don't need weather balloons uh, I don't know what the Chinese are doing To be honest with you If they're sending uh, balloons over uh, The United States to uh, check things out uh, It doesn't say much for their satellite system <laughs> if, they, if they're as antiquated as having to send balloons up <laughs> to, They're up to something And I don't know what it is I think they're trying to sell us cars I think they're just Goodyear blimps. Did you know that uh, the Super Bowl, uh, that the aerial coverage uh, was by Chinese uh, balloons? Did you know that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what they are. It was pre-Super Bowl. Uh, They were setting up camera shots. That's all. That's all. Chinese keep saying that, uh, no, these uh, these are weather balloons and they just drifted off course. Wow, you're not good at making up excuses for things. <laughs> the Chinese government is, is like a pathetic husband. Where, where were you last night? You didn't come in until 3 in the morning. I was uh, doing some gardening. I, I figure that at night uh, I can do some gardening and no one's going to bother me. Yeah, the Chinese government doesn't make up very good excuses for stuff. They're really not great at it uh, at all. Uh, but whatever, 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 whatever. Again, my favorite word, whatever, because I don't have to explain myself. I'm just like shoving you to the side.
2: Yeah, you're you're the you're the stupidest person I've ever met.
3: You're you're a nobody. You're a nothing. Well, whatever, whatever, whatever. don't shove me to the side. I'm trying to insult you. Whatever, whatever. I love that. I love that. I'm not into that generation PW or anything like that, but um, when they came up with that whatever phrase, oh, thank you. That's your your greatest contribution to society. Also, your only one, but uh, your greatest is the word whatever and its usage and definition. It's fantastic. Thank you very much. I'll be forever grateful. We're going to take a a short commercial break, but when we come, oh, I'm sorry. We're going to take a short C-O-M-M-E-R-C-I-A-L-B-R-E-A-K. That's in case kids are in the room. I don't want them to know that we're going to be taking that what I said, Would be, but first, this.
0: Hi, this is Bob Robinson from Bob's Handy Around the House. I'm a local handyman, I've been in business for the last 50 years on my own, doing light repair work in our area. Whatever you need done carpentry, painting, floors, tiling, yard work I can do it all for you. I'll come to your home and do the work for a very reasonable fee. Naked. I should probably mention that I will be naked while I do this work. Buck naked, not a stitch on me, waving in the wind, in my birthday suit, showing what God gave me, naked as a jaybird. I'll be naked the whole time I show up naked. I do the work naked. You pay me while I'm naked. Bob's Andy Around the House, Bob Robinson. You can look me up on Facebook, Where I Am Naked.
3: Hi, Claire. How are you?
1: Hi, Ron. I'm great. Thanks so much for doing this.
3: It's a pleasure. Uh, Actually, I'm kind of excited to talk to you because uh, I've actually gotten quite far into the book and I can't put the thing down, but I have to talk to you, so I have to put it down for a little while. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it
3: <laughs> Yes It's a novel called I See You Claire is a New York Times best-selling author of I Let You Go, the previous work uh, It's it's This is very involving and I'll tell you why Because in this day and age of paranoia uh, by the government, people, that kind of thing um, this is in the back of everybody's mind as to like how private am i in what I do in my life this is this is just simply a a a person a, a lady who is feels like something's not right even though she goes about her daily life someone's watching and this is uh, I think everybody can connect to this in a way
1: well I, I certainly hope so because that's absolutely what I set out to to do. So I, um, I, I love reading all sorts of books, and it's really exciting to read books about, uh, you know, people with special powers and special yeah. agents, spies. Um, but actually, what I love to read is about ordinary people, yeah. uh, people whose shoes I can imagine I'm walking in. And so that's exactly who Zoe is. Um, uh, she is someone that we can all relate to, because what's interesting to me is how strong people are, ordinary people, mm-hmm. when they're put in extraordinary situations. Um, and uh, there was something that I, I read a few, uh, a few months ago that said um, women are like tea bags. You only discover how strong they are when you put them in hot water. Mm. And so that's what I like to do with my characters. So I put Zoe Walker in really, really hot water and she, um, she steps up to the plate and, yeah. and does a pretty good job in getting out
3: of it. Yeah, you, you kind of grab me at the beginning of the book when you set up the scenario where you just go through your normal everyday life, going to work, getting on the train or the tube, as you call it, and uh, not thinking twice about anything, but you are, you are out in public and all of a sudden the realization comes to you that uh, something's afoot, but it's, it's just grabbed out of your everyday routine. That's the weird part.
1: Yeah. And we, you know, we just do this without thinking, don't we? I, um, I've, obviously, I've I've thought a lot about routine ever since I started writing this book. Mm. And it really does creep into everybody's life because although this particular book focuses on commuters, so it's about all these people, they're all in London, uh-huh. they do the same journey every day. Um, actually, I, you know, I don't commute, but I do the school run exactly mm. the same route every single day. When I walk the dog I take the same path right. when I go for a run. I take the same path. I even mm-hmm. stop to stretch or get my breath back mm-hmm. at exactly the same part on mm-hmm. on that on that trip. Um, and so, if you know, if you do that all the time, it really does present a risk. Um, but for us, routine feels really comforting because yes. it's familiar. The more you do something, the safer you feel, right. and yet paradoxically, the more danger you're presenting yourself to. Yeah.
3: See, interestingly enough, everybody else has been commenting and writing about the Internet, how you're watched on the Internet and nothing you do there is private, and you go on and you do a little Facebook you know, and <laughs> check your emails and you figure that's just routine for me. But it's all focused on that, and you've focused it on just routine everyday life, which makes it a, a thriller. <laughs> it makes it a thriller.
1: Good old-fashioned stalking yeah. yes um, well maybe stalking. you know maybe it, maybe that's that's the thing maybe we're, we're so focused we're so looking in one direction yeah. that we're, we're we've got complacent yes um about just you know the, the fear of of being followed and of course when the two collide mm. when a little bit of online information is matched with real life mm. following real life stalking yeah. then you've got a really big problem
3: I, I get upset just when a telemarketer calls my house. I can imagine what's
1: It's very intrusive, isn't it? I hate yeah, that.
3: Yeah, I, I do too. I, I don't understand why you can't stop that, and there are laws against it. But that's on another subject matter. Probably, <laughs> probably your next book, as a matter of fact. Uh, by the hey, way, how I, do you know we,
1: yeah. the telemarketer? It's a brilliant title.
3: Yeah. Well, wait a minute. So, like, I think I'm going to share in this one. Do I get like a percentage?
1: Oh, <laughs> we'll see. You will yeah, I'll see. have you. I'll have my people talk to your people.
3: Uh, oh, that means no. <laughs> that means no way. <laughs> I get that. Okay. So uh, you're 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 a very prolific writer. You've been doing this for a while. Uh, what did you do before you you were a writer?
1: I if was anything.
3: a police officer. Uh, oh, oh, oh! So a little insight involved here.
1: Just yeah, it's cheating, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah i was I was a police officer for twelve years. I did lots of different jobs in the police. Uh, I was in uniform as a response officer um, going around in in cars with blue lights flashing. I was a community officer um, I worked in custody I was a public order commander, so dealing with big demonstrations riots that sort of thing um, and I was also one of my jobs was in charge of um, closed circuit television cameras um, which feature a little bit in this book. Um, and I was really struck by how uh, it, it's a great example of technology that is is used both for good and bad. And so yeah. we all know, you know, the whole sort of big brother um, paranoia about cameras and, and being watched. Um, and of course they can be used for bad things. But I've also, you know, I saw my team of CCTV camera operators sure. find missing children Stop people from being attacked. Um, uh, you know, uh, solve uh, drug uh, drug rings, and sure. so there's all sorts of crime that can be solved. And in the UK, we have um, so many cameras. They're I don't think over. you guys no. have nearly as many.
3: No, um, you've got them on every on every corner. You them just about every corner, don't you? We, yeah,
1: yeah, we you can't move really in right. certainly in a city without being on, on camera. Yeah. Uh, and so that was a really interesting area for me to explore.
3: Interesting. Hey, I say, if you got nothing to hide put me on camera I don't care not in my home
1: that's my theory too
3: yeah that's fine and of course these days with terrorism uh, this is almost becoming part of you know this is the way it is uh, on top of that yeah boy I, I remember I know how old you are but I remember when I was a kid they always warned against this big brother thing before you know that was even big and everybody thought yeah that's science fiction wow that wasn't science fiction
1: no god no
3: absolutely it did change our society okay it's called i see you it's available everywhere i better hope it is (laughs) all right
1: i think it is.
3: of course it is um okay and how do we follow uh claire mcintosh and that didn't sound right that did not sound right you know what i mean
1: (laughs) I, well, do you know what That's, I love, I actually love being followed um, online by nice people. So okay. if you are a stalker, don't come and follow don't come. me. Okay. But if you're a nice person, um, then look me up on Twitter or Facebook. Um, uh, you can just search Claire McIntosh. You'll, you'll find me and uh, come chat about books.
3: Wonderful. Uh, the book is I See You. It's, uh, it's, it's recommended. Uh, go pick it up. And I don't want to hear any arguments about that. Thank you, Claire.
1: Thanks
3: for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, that'll do it for me today. You've been wonderful as usual. I'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new program, but until that time arrives, I wish you peace. (laughs)